Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. What is up, podcast world? Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where we talk about hustle, grind, success, failure, all those things in my journey and some others along the way. Welcome to episode two of The Motivated Mind. Before we dive in, I want to thank you all so much for your support, for all of you that are listening, for all of you that have subscribed, liked my page on Facebook, and followed my page on Instagram. It absolutely means the world to me. You guys all rock, and I super, super appreciate it. So I look forward to continuing to provide you guys with some rocking content to to motivate you day in and day out. And on this episode, I want to focus on the results and the drive that comes from those results, right? As a child, we are rewarded for our hard work, right? From maybe good grades, maybe an allowance from chores, your first job. And as we continue through that path of life, our actions continue to be rewarded, through things like raises, promotions, um, a new job, buying a house, starting a business. It's those uplifting moments when you know your hard work has paid off. I'm driven by results, whether minuscule or not. They fuel my day-to-day. They fuel my new goals. And no matter the result, small or large, the fulfillment of those accomplishments are an addiction. And at least, at least they're an addiction for me. Also, speaking of accomplishments, don't devalue small steps or your small wins. I see people doing this all the time to themselves, all the time. Small or large, an accomplishment is an accomplishment. They are writing your chapters to your book. Don't knock yourself for achieving them, no matter the damn size. Somewhere along the line, people lose sight of this. And that hard work starts to disappear. And I tend to think in many cases that people get impatient. 
They want results yesterday. They get antsy. Success takes time. It takes a lot of time. I think one of the best practices, at least something that works for me, is writing down my goals. You know, pen and paper. I created what I like to call sub-goals. So what those basically are, I think it's kind of self-explanatory, is that they're smaller goals that allow you to reach your next goal. I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes anyone can do is put together your list of goals and not create sub-goals. You will absolutely set yourself up for failure. What What do I mean by that? You need to learn that in order to achieve your goals, you need to figure out the steps to reach your next goal, right? Stairs lead to the second floor, but each step takes you a little higher. If you merely put your main goals on a list, you need to understand how are you going to achieve them? How are you going to reach that next goal? For example, if if you wanted to start a business but need capital for the business, you need to think about how are you going to get the money? How are you going to build the capital? So the sub-goal would be build capital for business. Some sub-goals for that would be, you know, selling items on Craigslist, flipping items on Craigslist, speaking with angel investors, start a GoFundMe, see if your family will invest, you know, maybe work for a business that allows fast growth to work your way up in the business, ultimately increasing your salary so you can invest more in the in the business venture. So writing these things down allows creative thinking as well and allows you to process the steps it allows you to think outside of the box and puts all of it in one place once you've got your sub goals down now your goal doesn't seem so crazy and it's a lot clearer to see the necessary path you need to take and those goals seem a lot more obtainable for me Doing this allowed me to focus on the micro rather than the macro of the picture, right? One of my goals was to buy a house with a bunch of land, right? It was an environment I grew up in and I wanted that environment again. And a new home like that with a bunch of land costs more. It costs more than I could afford at the time. So in order to reach that goal, I had to understand how the hell was I going to get there. So I decided to figure out my sub goal. And that sub goal was to purchase a foreclosure home that I could flip for a profit and take some of that profit as a down payment on my next home, but also invest some of it. So in starting in on that, I looked at a bunch of foreclosed homes online and in person. And for the ones in person, I walked through each home I wrote down a materialist. I knew, you know, basically my labor was not factored into this, theoretically, so into the costs. So I had a rough idea of material as I started, you know, working at the age of 14 doing construction. So I had an idea as to how much all of this was going to cost, what the ROI would be on this. So aside from materials, I tried to also understand the home's location. Was it in a good commuter location? How was the town? How were the taxes? The neighborhood? How good was the school system? And one of the houses I came across grabbed my attention. It was a corner lot 
five minutes from a main highway in a town that was getting a facelift. So it was getting a new paved uh, main street, uh, new sidewalks, street lights, plant beds. They were doing a lot more to make the town, you know, look a lot more appealing to people. So the home itself, this home, stuck out to me. There's a four-bedroom, two-full bath, and an attached barn with a three-car garage. So this 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 particular home was built in 1900, and it had updated windows, and the master ba- bathroom had been completely redone. So now I, I shifted my focus to understanding the downside of it, right? It had 20 burst pipes. It had mold in the basement due to high humidity in those in those burst pipes, an extremely outdated interior, uh, horsehair plaster walls, outdated kitchen, a sagging ceiling in the dining room, you know, slash office wall due to poor support. But I liked the fact that some costly items had been taken care of, right? The master bathroom renovation, the windows, all of that had already been taken care of. So that was a cost I could ix from the, the equation. So For me, the pros outweighed the cons, and I had high confidence in myself and everything that went along with the house that I could make a nice profit off of this. So I ended up perching the house and working every single day on that thing, and I mean every single day. I still lived in an apartment when I first purchased the home, so I had about a half-hour drive um, from my office, so I'd go to work, um, you know, and then from work, I'd go right to the house to start gutting up front and remodeling further on. So I remember staying at that house until 12.30, 1, 2 in the morning and driving back to my apartment and doing it all over again the next day. I did that until I could get it to a point where I could live there. And I ended up breaking my rental agreement um, early, wiggling out of that one, and moving to the house even though it was in complete and utter chaos. But I ended up gutting the entire house down to the studs. New light fixtures, new drywall, new ceiling, new floor, new kitchen, new stairs, added you know new insulation, new roof, and added a patio, so on and so forth. So all of this was done after my 9 to 5 and on the weekends as well. But... I put myself all in on this. I had to sacrifice a lot, like a real lot. I I rarely went out with friends. I, you know, had a tough time through my relationship. I don't think a lot of people truly understand that, you know, making sacrifices are exactly that. You have to sacrifice so much or how much sacrifice success takes, right? And, and hard work and drive, it takes absolute dedication and pure focus. More than I think most people like to give or have given towards anything else before in life. And I don't want to glorify it or make it appear like it's a breeze. It's a huge task in a mind game. You know, it, it's all about mindset, which I, you know, referenced in episode one. You have to put a lot of things to the side. You have to learn not to focus on those distractions buzzing around you. You have to ignore it and put your metaphoric noise-canceling headphones on and keep your head down and keep on driving forward. And most importantly, you have to be able to have vision. And when I say vision, I mean far vision. You have to see the macro to everything and remember to continue to remind yourself 
every single day about your goal, why you're doing that, why you're doing that specific thing. It's your sub goal to lead you to your goal, right? It's the steps on those stairs that I was talking about in order to reach the second level. It's the building blocks to your main goal. And this is where I feel most people lose sight and flutter off with their drive because a majority of people want results almost instantly. The, the example I've brought up can be, you know, can go for so many things. It just so happens to be that flipping a, a home was in my warehouse um, because of my construction background at the time. So your situation, you know, might be different, but the principles still remain the same. Take the time to evaluate your path and where you want things to go for you, where you want it to go. No one else, what you want, the direction you want to take. And let's be honest, we live in a very busy, noisy world with a lot going on around us. Take the time to focus on what you truly want and how you are going to obtain it. Believe in yourself and make the move. I honestly believe that so many of us get caught up in life. We get caught up in what other people are doing, what we see on social media. We get sucked into some pointless show on TV, get involved in useless shit like drama, basically focusing on all the wrong crap. Step above all of that. Bring your head above water and really spend some time understanding your needs and what you want out of this life. It's, it's crazy to me that we literally have one shot at this thing we call life. Let that sink in. One goddamn shot to do anything you want to do. Right? We're told that as a kid. You can do anything you set your mind to. It is absolutely true, but for some reason, as we age, people tend to forget that. Maybe it's something you've wanted to do for so long, but you, you've always hesitated in making any types of moves, left, right, or forward. Go out and do it. Take the time to figure out how the hell you're going to do it. Hell, DM me on Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk it out. I am so, so happy to help out. I want to see everyone do exactly what they wanted to do for so long. To fulfill their goals. But always, always remember, all of this takes time. A lot of time a lot of work, and a lot of patience. And that's the key, right? The patience aspect. Your sub-goals are you pushing through that, that front of patience in order to get to your next goal, the long-term, the macro. The key to all of this, however, is to enjoy the entire process. Enjoy your journey, but never put the end game before the journey. Learn that each day you are working towards your goals, and you're learning, you're making mistakes, you're failing, you're allowing yourself to develop, and you're building the blocks to success. And please make sure you're not going through the motions. What do I mean by that? Don't, don't go down the, the list to check off the boxes of your journey. Don't go through the motions to merely, you know, sprint towards the finish line. It's funny, I deal with this perspective in the industry I am currently saturated in now, the cannabis space. So many people think it's a get rich 
scheme and industry. Oh, anybody can do it. I'll make a boatload of money. And that couldn't be more off. Sure, it's the fastest growing in the industry in the in the world, excuse me, but it also comes with many challenges. Everybody and their mother are entering the space. Consultants that try to navigate business challenges that they haven't done or gone through themselves. And many people that don't understand how to run a profitable business. So these people, businesses, try to just check off the boxes, right? They go down the list and push forward fast. Sorry, but shit doesn't work that that way. In any industry, in life just in general, do not rush it. The sooner you convince yourself that your goals are going to take time and a lot of it, the sooner you will be focused and things become a lot more realistic and seem a lot more obtainable. Something, you know, sometimes I find myself talking to even younger people than myself and I ask them, what do you want out of life? Or what do you think you want out of life? Nine times out of 10, they start talking about material items cars, you know, the big houses, the watches, hear me out. Never, never put those things ahead of your journey. I understand that some of you may want those things, the watches, the house, the cars, but it's a shitty way to look at things. And I will dishearten you every single day from doing that. And it's also going to dishearten you every single time you don't wake up in that big house or you don't have that Ferrari in the driveway. You need to focus on the how, not the what. In order to obtain those things, whatever they might be, you need to have a plan. Why exhaust yourself over the little pictures in life, the watches, the cars, the houses? You're not even in the stadium, but yet you're worrying about how comfy the dugout is. It makes zero sense. Change that. Focus on your sub-goals and your goals, and the plan of action to reach them. Don't allow the cart to get ahead of the horses. It's easy to allow that to happen. So a constant reminder might be something that you need, something that's necessary to keep you honest. It's also necessary to understand and look at what you're truly good at. People seem to drive towards something that doesn't fit them. Maybe because they think it will make them, you know, the most money or they think it it might be easier of a journey. If you're going to do something, do something you're good at. Do something that will make you jump out of bed every damn day. Do something that feels fulfilling. There's a Japanese term, and I'm going to completely screw this up, called ikajaya, which means a reason for being. The word You know, what it's referring to is the aspect of life that creates value, the source that creates the value. Figure out what that's going to be for you, what that is. Figure out your purpose. I know a bunch of you are probably listening to this while you drive to work, maybe doing something you don't enjoy or you're not passionate about. Figure out what you're good at. And most importantly, go for it. I repeat, go for it. I think a lot of us get caught up in the, well, I need to pay my bills or I need to just get a job or my parents want me to do this as a career. Guess what? I have two words for that. Fuck that. Ask yourself, are you happy? Do you enjoy what you're doing? Does it excite you? 
each and every single day to go and do what you're doing today? I don't know. Maybe it does. And if so, absolutely good for you. I am so happy for those people. If it doesn't, start changing that. Start focusing and understanding what you're good at. It's funny, as kids, like middle school, we find ourselves in something like like art class. And when we get home, we share our artwork with our parents and the glow that that is in their eyes and how much they enjoy the art piece says it all for you as a child, right? Not only did you enjoy the class, but you've been filled with confidence to do more of it and get better at it. So look at your life like artwork. Take a step back for a minute and look at the painting you've been working on for the last however many years and ask yourself, Do you like the piece? Can you make changes to make it better? Can you use different tools to make the painting look more appealing or better? These are questions all of us need to ask every single day. It allows perspective and pulls you out of the day-to-day that we all get caught up in. It keeps us honest. Once you start doing these things, it will allow you to evaluate your life from a completely different angle. And when you start to see results off of this, your hard work, your new focus, and your drive, it will 100% become an addiction. Once you obtain these sub-goals and goals, you will see how they came to be, and you 100% will want more of it. You will be hungry. That's where you start to enjoy the process, and the entire thing becomes an absolute addiction. Thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you want a sneak peek of podcasts and more motivational content for that extra drive every day, please be sure to like my page on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind. And please, please subscribe to this podcast because I've got a lot more to share with all of you. I love you all so much and thanks for listening.